Hi, this is Chris from Chris Betts Verses. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, if you're considering donating, I would obviously appreciate it. It's uh, there's you know there's no uh, there's no Joe Rogan money going here, so anything you can give is incredibly appreciated. It'll all either go to better equipment or whiskey. Both improve my life immeasurably. So thank you again for listening. Uh, I hope that you're well. Keep enjoying it. Take care. Excuse me, excuse me, gentlemen. I think there's a man with a very filthy uh, vest in, at the top of Nakatomi Plaza who would disagree oh, yeah. with you on that. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Chris Betts Versus Podcast. I am Chris Betts. It's a pleasure to be here. This week's show, as always, was a delight. Uh, my guest was J.J. Uh, Whitehead, uh, writer for The Jim Jeffries Show. He opened for Jeffries on tour for quite a while. He's a Canadian comic who lives in L.A. now. He's been on BBC, Comedy Central, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, I met him sort of through a basketball WhatsApp group with a bunch of comedians, and then I met him properly through my uh, midnight streams with John Hastings, other friend of the show. And he agreed to come on. The judge this week was uh, other friend of the show, who was the judge during the Glenn Wool episode, Paul Byrne, uh, comedy director. He's worked with a bunch of my favorite comedians. He's an absolutely fantastic mind for comedy. He can take what we think and make it realistic and usable, which is just such a such a useful skill in this industry. So together, the three of us, we talked about. Um, uh, adding pads to soccer players, football players, and uh, uh, making the sport less violent, which is ridiculous at its core. Uh, we talked about how JJ regrets never having learned a uh, musical instrument. And during that argument, I said something that uh, my wife was even surprised that I said, which is rarer and rarer the longer we're together. Uh, but yeah, she, uh, uh, she, she quoted it even an hour after I'd recorded the episode when I came downstairs. Uh, it was uh, it was quite a moment. She liked it very much. You can hear me in the stream talking to people that are watching on Twitch. If you'd like to be one of the people that interacts during the show on Twitch, you can watch the shows live at 7.30 on twitch.tv slash chrisbetts. It's just my name. As always, uh, if you want to support the show, you can do it at uh, patreon.com slash mrchrisbetts. That's mrchrisbetts. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at mrchrisbetts, mrchrisbetts. I am streaming on Twitch every weekday now, where in the afternoon I go through and I talk about, uh, we go through news stories. Um, I'm still figuring it out because I started it, but now Fridays is good news only. So we do like an hour, an hour and a half of just reading good news stories and talking about them. Uh, and then the rest of the week, I'm finding out different themes for the day. So if you want to come on, help me uh, uh, find a, a path for this show as it's, uh, it's getting its footing. I'd love to have you. It's a really good time. I've been really enjoying doing Twitch lately. The community on there is surprisingly warm and fun and very funny and it's a it's a really really nice place to stream where i've I found that even though i can't hear them uh laughing they're they're so involved in the chat that uh you get a sense of interaction which is it's really warm it's really welcome in this uh you know i haven't done stand-up in in a couple weeks it'll be a year so it's it's been a, a real oasis for me. Um, and like I said, every night, uh, Sunday to Thursday, I'm doing shows at midnight UK time with uh, my good friend John Hastings, where John had a terrible bike accident and broke his shoulder. And while he was healing up, he, uh, uh, he felt like he needed some help with his stream. So I volunteered to jump on. And uh, we've been doing it every night ever since, with the exception of Friday and Saturday, because, you know, even... Uh, even people who chased their dreams and then had those dreams dashed by a global pandemic deserve a day off. Uh, yeah, there isn't really much more to say about this episode. I hope everyone's doing well. This this show was really fun. Uh, the levels are a little bit strange because I recorded it on a different uh, program than I used to, and I'm still trying to figure out exactly how to get that right. I am gradually learning a number of new technological tricks, so... Uh, uh, thank you for bearing with me on that. It might get a lot louder right after the music, so uh, feel free to uh, be ready with your volume there as that happens. I tried to fix it, but it took away some other stuff. I think it's okay. 
but I'm not I'm not an audio engineer, so I can't guarantee it right now. I'm trying I'm trying to find people uh, to uh, uh, take over that side of it for me who can do it more professionally. Uh, which is where, if you sign up to my Patreon, that's where that money will be going to. So uh, that would be very excellent. Do I have anything else to say? Um, I launched my other podcast uh, last week. It was the Big Shiny Podcast. People really liked it. If you're into alt-rock in the 90s, or if you're Canadian and you listen to the Big Shiny Tunes compilations, I think you'll really love it. Check out the Big Shiny Podcast. It's just me and my friend Jordan Robson Kramer um, really being mean about bands in the 90s. So it's a great time. I love recording with Jordan. We've had so much fun. That actually is everything. So now we're going to get to the show. Here is JJ Whitehead, Paul Byrne, and myself playing verses. Enjoy. JJ, I think you brought a topic. Uh, what do you got? I did. Um, the, uh, the game of football, and I'm talking about the real the actual football, not the American. They call it uh, they call it uh, soccer here in America because of copyright issues or something. The game of football <laughs> is far too violent and needs padding. Okay, all right. Um, on the field, I'm not talking about the fans. <laughs> Just to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! All right, that's yeah, the actual sport. Yeah, I'm not letting you go with that <laughs> angle. I'm not going letting you go with stabbings in the stands or anything like that. That's shit. It. Shit. On the pitch. On the pitch. <laughs> all right. Um, football is too violent and needs pads. I mean, the fact that it's it's famous not for injuries but for faked injuries mm-hmm. would beg to differ. I remember seeing a video. They did a side by side of. Um, a football player, let's assume he was Italian, uh, uh, ran, uh, he, he ran near somebody uh, and faked falling over, acted like his ankle had been hurt. And then they cut to uh, the former coach of the Buffalo Sabres uh, hockey team who took right. a puck to the head. Someone, slap shot, got tipped, caught him right in the forehead, and he just mm. went, yeah. and went on, went on coaching like a goddamn champion. Um, so no, I can't. Uh, oh wait, I, I am arguing the opposite of that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah you're supposed it. to be going against logic, but uh, yes, your your initial uh. argument uh, doesn't <laughs> st- stand up. Really, it just makes me go, yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> Guy takes a puck to the head, and you just described yeah. a footballer having somebody run past him, and the wind knocked him over. Well, that's and, I, uh, and that's... I don't know why he had to be Italian as well. Was it the way he fell or something? I don't know why he started with that. So like, so like a safe bet. They're an emotional people. Uh... <laughs> oh, mama mia! <laughs> yeah, he yelled. Uh, he just yelled out ravioli as he fell, and I was like, "That's racist, man. You can't be like that." <laughs> uh, um, okay, so I'm sorry. I, I misunderstood. So I'm arguing that they need pets. So the whole the fact that this Italian man fell over, injured after not even touching someone shows just how delicate they are. The problem is most athletes are seen as like emotionless jocks. And that is a very North American stereotype um, because they're supposed to be these alpha guys, right? But what you forget is that most football, at least the best football, is played in sort of Latin countries, uh, whether it's like South America or uh, 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 Latin-based language Europe, right? That's where all the best players come from and tend to play. Um, and so these guys, they get hurt. So they're, so they're delicate flowers. They're walking poems. It's the beautiful game. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And so we need to basically wrap them in bubble wrap. If there was a way to play football while zorbing, that's the only way that we could really keep these guys as healthy and safe as they could be, because they're not, they're not made of the tough stuff of a, a a Tom Brady or a Mark McGuire, uh, a Patrick Ewing, you know, these guys are sweet delicate flowers that we need to protect at all costs so that they can um write the language of love with their feet all right well (laughs) do we go with a is there a counterpoint to this yeah 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 feel free you don't have to wait for me to finish as well you can just jump right in all right. No, I, I actually, I just want to go back to your initial misguided argument when you went to the Buffalo Sabres, because not only do I like your puck off the head statement, but there's a goalie for the Buffalo Sabres, which I'm sure you could Google. So you got the T right too. He had his throat cut during a game, oh, trying man. to make a save. An escape came up and sliced his throat. I'm trying to, maybe his last name was 
Sobey or something. But uh, yeah, and he made it. He was bleeding all over the ice, and he still made it to the bench. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that, and th- thus they started wearing neck guards in hockey. Mm-hmm. But I think, th- but that that is my point that they can take a hit. You can take a hit in every other sport, and in uh, football, the the wind will knock you down. So I and, and I gotta say too, if they were absorbing and playing football, I'd enjoy that more. I think we'd have a whole new sport on our hands. See, plus uh, if you added pads, then they would probably become more confident, and then they would start hitting each other. That would be great. Exactly. So wouldn't that be a much better game if you just covered them up in pads, helmet, shoulder pads, legs, turn it into other football? I think yes, that would be a great well, transformation. Well, to your point, yes, that would be a much better game, and it would also be an entirely different game. No, all the rules are the same, just pads, except for violence. Also violence. So yeah. you can clothesline guys. So not, uh, so not can... quite all the rules being the same. <laughs> every, every other. Still no, still no handball, still no, which leaves them free for punching. This is a great new game. This is a much better the same game. That's all. It's just all we're doing is we're 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 letting them toughen up because you know, like I said, they're walking poems and that can't be allowed. This is sports, not art. Uh, and so, cover them in pads. Uh, encourage violence. You get for every player of the opposite team that you cold cock, you get a free kick. Okay, but he's got—he's got to be out cold. To my argument, though, my my argument was that football is too violent and needs—or no, sorry—you're supposed to support that football is too violent and needs more padding. But what you did was invent a new game, which which I love too. But if I if I show up to a sport and they go, well, it's it's different than what you thought it would be, then uh, yeah, I, I don't think changing the game uh, suits suits the argument personally. Yeah. I have to admit, you've left me in a slightly tricky position yeah. because. What you were meant to be arguing was uh, that you need to add pads to the game because it's too violent. I did forget about the it's too violent part. Instead, you've argued (laughs) that that we need to add pads because it is not violent enough. Here's what I meant was it's a ratio of pads to violence. Right now, the ratio is off. It is too violent for no pads. But as you raise the pads, that allows for the ratio to continue uh, according to the pads and actually increases the ratio. So um, I feel you've agreed with me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel Jay came out of the came out of the gates hot to finding proper football, Mm -hmm. you know, just currying favor with the judges. But I, I'm not sure that uh, Zorbing football would be quite as skillful a game. Um, and as I say, your argument, Chris, was very compelling, <laughs> but not the correct one. Um, so in the spirit of it being about soccer, let's call that one a draw. No, no draws. Sorry, Paul. No draws. What? One of, the, one, of the, one of the few powers the judge doesn't have is you cannot call a draw. You've got to pick a side. That is North American football, if ever <laughs> there was one. Well, in that case, JJ gets the point. Well oh, done, talking your way out of Vindictive point. <laughs> this is bullshit. But I, but I, but out of the loss has come a greater concept for a new game, I feel. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know if you've – I've been to – there's a – I was – Watching ho- when I go home to Nova Scotia and see the hockey, see the hockey at uh, Christmas time, like a couple years ago, they actually have in between periods. They do have zorbing. They bring out like three aside. <laughs> they bring out some people from the from the crowd, and they have a little competition. They have a big foam puck the size of a soccer ball, and they stick them in the zorb balls, and they let them go on the ice. And it is the most, it's more entertaining than the game of hockey, I have to you say. You see? But, there you go. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to fix the sport, guys. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, right. fix the uh, sport by creating a new sport. Just, but, just yes. like small, tiny little changes. <laughs> um all right we have uh we uh uh, we have we have time for uh one more opening round topic so i'll 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 throw one in okay um let's see i uh um this 
I want you to argue that this uh, uh, year, this past year, would have actually been way better if nobody had the internet. Really? Yeah, um, I you'd argue that. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's a very easy argument, actually, because the internet's made us lazy, even in the case of the pandemic, because it's made us retreat further into our homes, thinking we have a safety net here. Whereas without the internet, we would have had a consciousness to stay safe, but we would have been out at parks, still meeting with each other, but social distancing more, like like consciously doing all the safety protocols to keep each other safe, much like much like anybody would do in any in any situation of uh, when there's a global pandemic. But the internet has actually made us retreat even more to a safety zone that, that we don't need. Like, like I'm currently not only social distancing, but I'm thousands of miles away from you guys. That's ridiculous. You know, and the same thing for any of my neighbors. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm far, I'm much further than six feet. Without the internet, we would be using the six feet rule a lot more often. We'd be closer. But we're not supposed to be closer. That's the whole point. It sounds like you're just ar arguing that we should, that we would be worse at dealing with it. No, we would, we would still, no, we'd be better at dealing with it because, because we would still be out. We'd be out more often, but obeying like the six foot rules, wearing our masks, we'd be coherent that there's a, that there's a virus. There's a, there's a reason why we have to socially distance, but we'd be doing it more frequently. Like right. I personally and many other people, I haven't even seen. Well, I mean, I did. I it was Valentine's Day the other day, but but uh, but for the most part, I go by my whole day without seeing somebody in person, including mm -hmm. a six foot distance rule, and that's because I can do this. Yeah, the Which, internet. But what I mean, well, why do you why do you think that people would be more responsible? It sounds because you're in LA, right? Yeah, I'm in LA. And LA was yeah. the hotspot. That was the one in three. So why, why do you think that people would have been more responsible without the internet? Because from what I've read in, in some history no, books, I, I, I they're not I long. They have a lot of pictures. Uh, people seem to have been exactly as dumb as we are now. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to define responsibility. <laughs> I'm not trying to define responsibility. I'm trying to define social, our social nature. We would be meeting each other more. We would still be responsible and keep our distance, but we would meet each other more. Like I have a friend who lives four blocks away and instead of meeting him at a park, I will do a FaceTime with him and discuss our day that way. But without the internet, I would call him and go, let's hang out at the park six feet from each other responsibly and it would improve our social lives. So are, are you saying that the internet sort of dehumanizes people? That you're now just that with the internet you're looking at them like there's statistics, where if you're meeting up with people, you realize that you need to keep your distance. Yeah, no, I'm saying we don't. We would all be aware of it. We, I wouldn't. We wouldn't be flippantly going, yeah, screw the virus. I'm just saying we wouldn't be. Um, we wouldn't uh, recess to our little caves, which all three of us are in right now. Your your two caves are next to each other, for fuck's sake. He's but, right so, below me right so, now. So, <laughs> so, yeah. So without, I mean, we're an ocean apart. But when you're not an ocean apart, if you don't have the internet, you would have a better social life because you'd be meeting people physically in person. But that is the opposite of what we're supposed to be doing. I, th I think that uh, the internet is one of the few things that's really kept this thing at bay because not only could we talk to people, but porn. Porn has made this much easier for everybody because all the people that aren't with someone that they can sleep with can look at porn and then they don't end up going and hooking up with strangers. That would have been, COVID would have been the most, it would have supplanted HPV as the most commonly sexually transmitted disease. That's such a that's such a millennial argument. Like you don't even realize that porn existed on DVDs and it was awesome. And you don't need the internet for a DVD. Like, you, oh, you would you would have gotten bored a year a year with oh. the same porn. Come on, man, impossible. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. No. no, no, not a no. chance. Not no. you, you obviously you have start finding screen sexy and yeah. like you'll find a way. Nature yeah. finds a way. Trust me, if you watch the porno version of uh, Avengers. <laughs> End game, you'll you'll be, you'll be fine for a good half a year. Oh what, my god, what happens when Thanos one scene at a time? What goes away? Just... I haven't made it to that part of the film yet. That's, that's way at the end. At the end of the film, I'm still in the I'm you know I'm still in the early days. They haven't even gone to the face yet. That's how many scenes. 
are packed it's just, into it's just the, all uh, the plumbers disappear. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's how many uh, that's how many scenes are packed into the uh, uh, Avengers porn game DVD. And uh, and uh, yeah, I haven't got to the extras or anything. So yes, you've you've forgotten that before the internet, there was there was a convenient life of uh, DVDs and Blu-rays and like you name it. You know, an AVI file could be transferred. So we don't need porn over the internet that bad. In fact, in fact, I'll even support my argument more. Porn on the internet is so far inferior to uh, DVD porn because because it's all full of amateurs and crap. You actually, you're engaging. <laughs> you're engaging in a lottery. Every time you click on one of those friggin' boxes on your, you know, on the internet, you don't know if it's going to be any good. Basically, you see a naked woman go, this could be good. And then you're, and then you're shuffled on to the most amateur uh, <laughs> imagery you could ever witness. And you're not going to see that kind of amateur imagery in Avengers porn game. <laughs> damn that was a point well made down. So, so down with the internet see that and that's why without the internet i would come i would meet you guys at the park and i would hand you a burned copy of the dvd <laughs> check this out make sure you get at least 50 minutes in sanitizing first <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Richard Wright says, uh, uh, so internet porn is going to an Edinburgh show of a comedian you haven't seen before. Yeah. Basically, that's what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's a real risk. Except when you walk out of the porn, they don't yell at you and feel shame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, but you still leave those venues feeling dirty. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. Yeah. I mean, oh, Paul, you got a question. Uh, no, no, no. I was, I was wondering if you had any rebuttal to that because um, I mean that felt like a bulletproof. I, mean, I, 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 I have to admit I've lost sight of how it related to the pandemic, but I think we can all agree the internet's shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. We're all going off. Thanks, guys. This was the last show. <laughs> solved, solved all the, we actually went against our own medium that we're using right now to communicate with people. Classic comedians biting the hand that feeds them. God damn it. Yeah, we're against ourselves, man. Baldy's giving it the, uh, it's the cum bucket speech. <laughs> <laughs> always, always takes a turn. Yes, yes, it does. All right. Um, all right, we'll, 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 we'll call that one there. I think I just have to concede. That was just Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. That's 2-0 that's to Jay. So succinct and so passionately delivered. I caught off guard. Um, Don't underestimate a man. Yeah. A man's perception of pornography. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so we're going to go into the first speed round then. Uh, with the speed round, we do uh, uh, two minutes. Uh, Paul has a list of topics. We're going to go lightning round, just throw one sentence out, uh, and then move on right. to the next one. Uh, JJ, do you want to be for or against everything Paul's about to say? I will be uh, for. Uh, JJ Excellent. goes Excellent. goes first I, on each argument. JJ goes first, yeah. I actually made that judgment looking at Paul's face like it was going to give me a clue. Like, I was going, like, <laughs> should I? I'm trying to weigh up my friend. Like, is it a four or against? And uh, it doesn't doesn't matter. Just, doesn't matter. Um, just remember what you said, Jay. You said four. Okay. Four. There you go. We've been caught in that before, though. A lot of, I myself have argued the opposite of what I was supposed to. And the other person just went, yeah, what he said. Fuck. You're, you're uh, telling me you invented bubble soccer. <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm pretty smart. Violent football? Come on. Um, all right. So uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to put two minutes on the clock. Uh, Paul, are you ready? Ready. JJ, you ready? I'm ready. I'm four. And speed round. JJ, you are for the Cran Jewels. Uh, uh, great movie. Yeah. I'm for, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, of course. Did you say one sentence? I have to do everything. Yeah, just, or just like a quick thought. Just a quick thought. Yes, of course. For the crown jewels, they're beautiful. Um, if they're so good, then why is it also the name for dick and balls? Next. <laughs> yeah, that's good. JJ, you're for architects. Uh, oh, God. I should have picked the gates. I just had a date with one the other night. Anyway, yes, of course. <laughs> of course, I'm for architects. They create beautiful man-made structures that uh you know that we can uh respect and admire 
Um, architects are one of those weird jobs that kids always say that they want. So you know it's bullshit. It's like, I want to be a, a, a dinosaur and a princess and an architect. So no one knows what it is. Plus, if they couldn't satisfy my friend JJ, I fucking hate him. Next. Yeah, I know. I got ghosted by an architect. I'm I'm against them. Yeah. Now. <laughs> oh, they, well, I mean, this is a gift for you because I know for a fact that you are for dynamite. Dynamite. Um, yes, of course. Uh, it, it cuts through a problem a lot faster than just deconstructing something. <laughs> Who has time in this day and age? There's tons of porn on the internet. We need to conserve our time. So if we need to tear down a building or cut through a hill or something dynamite man speed it up <laughs> um i uh, uh i'm for explosives generally but dynamite i hate because i can't say it without wanting to say uh jimmy walker's catchphrase dynamite and then i sound old and stupid so fuck dynamite next that's a fun thing uh jay you're for departure lounge um <laughs> Yes, of course I'm for a, a departure lounge. It means not only are you going somewhere exciting, but also but also it provides a slight recreational respite from standing with the cattle that are getting on the plane. It's the reason that there are the cattle on the plane. I want a Japanese pod to wait in and then shoot me into the plane. The Nothing has shown me the worse of humanity than the barefoot screaming children of a departure lounge. And that's the end of the speed round. <laughs> <laughs> I was that's that's quite funny because I'm actually I in reality I'm anti de departure lounge too because uh, we have this argument about spending all that extra money to be in a departure lounge and I'm like I just want to put my headphones on, sit on a seat, and not talk to anybody. Yeah. I don't want to have to. I don't want to show my ticket to another person and walk over here. And oh, our departure lounge is two gates away. I fucking yeah, whatever. I'll just sit here. <laughs> That's it. Also, if I'm in there, my flight's been delayed. This is bullshit. Um, okay, yeah, so Paul. Uh, that, was, that particular round scored 3-1 to Chris. Oh, uh, I saw that it, coming. Making it 3-all. Yes. Whoa. Back. That's why we love the speed round. Hmm. Okay. So uh, we're going into the regrets round now. Uh, the, the way the regrets round works, if you haven't seen the show before, is uh, um, people tell me things they regret about their life, and I tell them why it's the best thing they've ever done, or they tell me something they're proud of, and I tell them why they're a piece of shit for thinking that. Okay, so, well, that's, uh, we're not going that direction then. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I have broken some hearts, my friend. <laughs> um, one guy told me about how he was proud that he, uh, uh, he saved his friend from suicide, and then by the end I made him wish he hadn't. Uh, <laughs> that was right. a great show. It was really fun. Um, so, uh, what do you what do you got? James? Somebody killed themselves after the show, though. But other than that, the stream was fantastic. And I won. That was a live one. I did it to his face. <laughs> wow! Wow! Hey, um, I uh, so I have many regrets. I've gone through a whole list, and I can't, can't wait. But uh, I regret quitting multiple instruments in my lifetime, especially as a child. I, I was trying to think of how to word this, but I really regret not sticking to I At the age of 10, I played piano and and tenor sax and guitar and then then nothing for years. And, and so I've I'll quit musical instruments. I regret that. Uh, why, why did you stop? Uh, I think we I think we moved. We got posted as a military family. And I think at the at the other side of the move, my tenor sax didn't show up. And I just and my parents didn't buy me another one or anything like that. And I think so I think uh, I think I and we I don't think we took our piano with us either. I think I just evolved out of it uh, due to it sounds like I'm blaming my parents, but that's what happened is I think the instruments and my motivation just disappeared from my life one fateful summer when I was eleven or twelve. Well, then, you know, I think that that's if it just disappeared and you, you it sounds like you didn't even notice. It sounds like yeah. you just went through your life without it. Um, then I think that's good. Plus, it was it was what the piano and the tenor sax. Um, yeah, no tenor sax. Yeah. No band has had a tenor sax ever, uh, except for like a marching band. So you dodged about there. Even the E Street Do you, band you doesn't have a the tenor 80s? sax. There was, there was a thing that happened called the 80s, and I feel like they were in everything. Those, those are our alto saxes. Are, are we not? Are we not familiar with ska? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I none of us should be. <laughs> it's a strike against the tenor sax is the mighty mighty boss tones. Uh, yeah. um, 
So what what about the um um so yeah with the, with the the saxophone that was going nowhere. You you're better off without it. It's it's high watermark was Bill Clinton. I'll be uh, yeah, and I, I will be honest. It was a tenor sax too. I used to ride it to school on my skateboard. That was that, that was me. I was well bullied in the school, but that's yeah. how I I would sit on my tenor sax on a skateboard and uh, shuffle my feet along to get. To, to get to it's get like you. There. It's like you were both Lisa and Bart Simpson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you should be a comedian. <laughs> So yeah, so now it's um, uh, uh, it saved you from a life of playing saxophone. It saved you beatings that you were receiving as a result of a life of playing saxophone. Um, it probably saved your parents' sanity for not having an 11-year-old screw up Baker Street on a tenor sax for 12 hours a day. Um, <laughs> that might be why it didn't show up. I think you're <laughs> I mean, you also you also quit playing guitar as well, right? Yes, I've quit guitar four times in my life. I've played in that in that one of the guitars uh, I carried around from flat to flat in London That's with right. me for several years, and then gave it to Chris Betts for Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he showed me it the other day. Yeah, that is one of the each time was a new guitar. That I, uh, it's, it's, not, it's not happening for me. Think now of I, all the instruments you're spreading around the world. <laughs> I know. I currently have. This is why it, why it made me think of that. I currently have a bass guitar mm -hmm. in the closet back there that had a prominent place in my living room for two months last year during the pandemic, during quarantine. Two months of lessons and all that. And currently, it's on a seven-month run in my back closet. Yeah. <laughs> unused. I don't know what it is about me. I just eventually get bored with things. Imagine if you hadn't quit and how many tenor saxophones you would have had to buy and how many <laughs> pianos you would have thrown money away on making your way around the world and then giving up. So financially, yeah. it's the right thing to do. <laughs> Plus, what kind of a legacy is it to just leave tenor saxophones in your wake? That's not... It sounds like a man who's who's trying to defend ever giving me a guitar back. <laughs> yeah, That's also, my guitar now. <laughs> kind of sounds like we're recommending, you know, playing the spoons or something a tramp gets up to. Yeah. 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 Even well, though, you know, there's a, I've got a harmonica somewhere. Just kind of big mayonnaise bucket. This is it's a, musical instruments are the girlfriend you can't quit but is killing you. That's what you keep going back to musical instruments, and then a month in, you go, Oh, wait, I hate this. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of the other things I have in the closet back there. <laughs> That's, yeah, clear. I mean, if you've given it that many chances, then there's nothing to regret here. The regret is that you keep going back. You need to draw a line in the sand and figure out that you're an origami guy. You need a different... <laughs> That's a cheaper hobby, I think. Paper's kind of expensive, actually. It's you not know. guitar expensive, though. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. yeah, I think I think the regret is should be that you, you can't seem to learn your lesson. You just need to walk away. This isn't for you, man. I mean, you've got rock hair. You've got a lot of great records behind you. Um, is that a James Dean pillow? It's a no. It's a James Dean uh, uh, print. You, you keep prints on your couch. You, you, you're not responsible well, enough to. It's too heavy to hang on the wall because it's quite solid wood. So, mm -hmm. but the simple answer is yes. I keep a James Dean print on my, on my couch. <laughs> Just for snuggling? Do you, yeah. Do you watch TV with it? Yeah. <laughs> James, you're really good in this. <laughs> I do. It's usually up a little higher. It's up on top of the couch usually, but uh, I'm situating it down there. Jacket right in the shoulders. Tammy's saying that you should try the marimba. Have you ever given the marimba a shot? I don't even know what it is. I think it's a dance, but I can't be sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, sure. I'll try the. I, as you, as you've already uh, heard, I'll try everything once. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna guess that that's some kind of oh. steel drum. Uh, JJ, do you want to guess? I've got the answer here. Oh uh, yeah, uh, what a marimba is. I'm gonna guess yeah. it's a rattle. It's a. Is it a rattle? Not far off. Wooden xylophone. 
pretty far off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's a similar sound, though. It's just rattles on the outside. That's all. <laughs> right. It's, uh, um, yeah, no, I, uh, there's abs- There's nothing to regret there. You, um, If you wanted it, you would have stuck with it. How long have you been doing stand-up for? Since 98? Yeah, 20 years. Well, oh, shit. Uh, well, yeah, professionally 20 years, yeah. And um, how many times should you have walked away from stand-up? No, and I know that every comedian at least has two or three where it was like, I this is this is it. I can't do a fucking show at a logging camp again. <laughs> well, I don't, yeah, I mean, should and did are very different. I've never acknowledged that I should walk away. I've gone through every single one of those painful experiences. Well, that's that's it, and so like that's that's something that you should keep doing because you're great at it, and you and you can't even imagine leaving it. Whereas it seems like at the first opportunity, you will abandon a musical instrument like a prom baby. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that is that is a regretful thing. <laughs> Shouldn't you, man? We keep listing things back in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure anybody who's left a prom baby uh, would regret. Wow! Trigger warning, man. <laughs> it's, a, it's a prom baby. It's is that something that arrives at the prom, or is that something that's created at the prom? Yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty wide blast radius. <laughs> it's in that window. It's in that nine-month yeah. window around yeah. your prom. That's it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, I feel the ruling is clear on this. I was actually just enjoying making JJ feel better about it. <laughs> you definitely should have no regrets at all. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Well, then we'll, we'll call we'll call that one there. Point bets. By the way, if you're watching, Uh-oh. make sure to follow JJ. Uh, follow his uh, Twitch stream as well. Uh, we're trying to get him up to an affiliate. He's very close. I um, just arrived at affiliate. Oh, congratulations! About, That's awesome. About, about ten minutes before we went went up, but I'm I'm trying to host you on my Twitch channel, and it's just not working, which is a bummer. But uh, oh, anyway, nice. but uh, it doesn't matter. You guys are all watching here anyway. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, but yes, yeah, thanks for that, man. Thanks. No, of course, and uh, yeah, follow follow him on uh, Twitter, Instagram, whatever whatever is to your taste. Um, all right, so that's the end of the regrets round. You've been cleansed. Uh, we're going to go on to the speed round now. Speed round number two. Uh, you okay. were for everything last time, so you're against everything this time. All right, I'm against it. All right. All you're right. against well, Can I just fill up my coffee? Can I be back in 30 seconds? Or 10 seconds, even? 10 I'll seconds. Be, go, for okay. go for it. Go for it. I mean, we can all just take a break at this stage. That would, I mean, yeah, that would be great. I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't, I never know about smoking on camera. Well, no, I do know about it. I know it looks terrible, <laughs> but that, yeah. I still can't stop myself from doing it. You're just saying that because you were annoyed when Ed did it. Uh, <laughs> did it, did that happen? Well, yeah, I know. There's um. No, Ed, yeah, Ed's eyes he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, that's because um, he was trying to be all young and cool. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say that for me, there's a difference in the sexes with smoking. I think women are fine. Women can look sexy when they're smoking on camera, but men, I think, I think we've overshot. I think our sexiness smoking on camera died in the '60s. It, I it don't know. We stopped wearing suits. That's. I think, it's, uh, it's I think it still works for women. I don't Excuse know. me. Excuse me, gentlemen. I think there's a man with a very filthy uh, vest. In, at the top of Nakatomi Plaza, who would disagree oh, yeah. with you on that? <laughs> I think that was the last cool smoker ever. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that as well. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna we're gonna go on to speed round number two now. Uh, two minutes, lightning round. I'm gonna set up the timer, and uh, uh, so JJ, you're against everything. I'm for Let everything. Paul, you yeah. got you got the list up. I do, I do indeed. I'm almost tempted to open with Departure Ledge again because it's where we finished with and he wants to be against it. <laughs> well, I won't. Okay. I'll move on. All right, let's start the speed round now. JJ, you are against Fussy Eaters. Oh, wait a minute. I have to go first every time? Yes, you do. Oh, this game is rigged, man. Yes, it okay. is. <laughs> um, all right, okay. All right, I, I get it now. I see. I see through the ruse now. 
Um, yes, I'm against. I'm totally against fussy eaters, little shits, making everything tedious. Everybody should learn to to eat when they're younger. You shouldn't be given uh, too much choice. You should learn that to eat what you're given, and appreciate it, because um, fussiness just creates hassle. Uh, I was a fussy eater my whole childhood and up until my early twenties. I win. And <laughs> as as a result, yeah. <laughs> um, as a result, I I got to uh, um, uh, a, a chef furiously took me under his wing and fed me all the best food uh, that he didn't give to anyone else because he wasn't furious with their eating habits. So by being difficult, then people give you more uh, uh, to try to overcome it. Next, that was tenuous. That was yeah. That was yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 <laughs> I could feel that slipping away as soon as I was saying it. Yeah, yeah, it was a good thing. (laughs) Tiptoes. Tiptoes. You heard me. Um, Oh, yeah, I'm entirely against uh, tiptoes. What a lot of people don't know is as as you get older, some of the most vulnerable parts of your body are your toes. And as, uh, you know, every time you stub your toe, uh, that pain lasts even longer. Um, as your as your body ages, it's the most dangerous part. Other than banging shins on occasional low furniture, uh, stubbing your toe is even worse. And if you take to tiptoes, you're gonna you're gonna hurt your toes a lot. Well, if you're on tiptoes, then they're they're famously tucked. There's no there's no stubbing possible because you're walking on top of them. Also, tiptoes is clearly the best way to walk because in cartoons they use a violin, the classiest instrument, to make the sound. <laughs> uh jj you are against endorsement deals um yeah i mean in any situation whether it be actors or athletes or anything like that but i think mostly athletes um it's a distraction from their profession they should be spending that time concentrating on their art form or sport instead of you know vouching for a for a sports drink or or whatever it's a it's a total distraction um, I like it because, uh, you know, in this in this heady evil world, sometimes it's hard to know what companies to boycott and an endorsement deal by the wrong person is just a nice shorthand. Thanks. Straight to activism. Next. <laughs> I like it. Uh, yes, you are against the mere more. concept of national treasure. Oh, the, the show, the movie. Sorry. That's the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I obviously am because I've never watched it. I've never, I've, I've never seen the film. But yes, I'm staunchly against it because we already have Indiana Jones. So the sh- it's it's just got ripoff written all over it. Um, you should only you should only have one film concept at a time. You know, there's one James Bond, there's one Indiana Jones, and there's one Optimus Prime. Stop oh. repeating it. <laughs> no, I think that uh, it's the opposite. Where would the Beatles have been without the monkeys? i love that parallel so national treasure is the monkeys to indiana jones's beatles i Uh, the speed round all right that's the end of the speed round all right uh that was uh that was too old though i have to admit uh chris you were close on tiptoes but then you said the thing about curling them back, and that made me think of a goat. And <laughs> I hate goats. And, yeah. and JJ, and I did stub my toe the other day, and it's go. still oh. smarting. So oh, yeah. yeah, it lasts. Yeah. yeah, it lasts a while. Yeah, I, it happens to me too. The occasional yeah. stub, and I'm like, that's my day fucked. Yeah. Uh, overall scores now are six five to Chris. Mm. I, <laughs> I'm, uh, I will say I yelled at my furniture when it happened as well. I gave, I gave all of my. This is how lonely we've gotten in quarantine. When I stubbed my toe a couple of weeks ago, I fucking chewed out all my furniture. I was like, "You motherfuckers!" They spent so much time with me, and then I had to go, go away from them. And did a, you apologize later? Did you do a baby? You know I don't mean it. Yeah, I love why, you. That's why I have James Dean there, so that I can go. I'm so, I'm sorry. <laughs> I love you, Jimmy. <laughs> um, all right, we're going. Uh, we're going into the final round now. This is the judges' choice round. Uh, so, Paul, uh, uh, I believe you have a topic. Uh, I do. And bef- before Paul tells us what it is, uh, JJ, you get to choose. Do you want to be for or against whatever he's about to say? I have no idea what it is. Um, so, and with Paul, you know, it could go either way. 
Yeah, I'm going to be for what Paul is about to say. Okay. I like the reticence and the laugh. Yeah, I'm like, oh, God, this is... Because it's not going to be something kind. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm just assuming. It's not, I'm, I'm assuming the direction he's going to go in. He's not going to say, love wins. <laughs> so you are, you are four? Is that right? JJ's oh, yeah, I, already... four. I, I am against. And since I'm up by one point, the judges round is worth two points. Okay. We've got it all to play for. JJ, you, you are for the statement. Uh, honesty is overrated. Right. All right. Well, yes, I'm, uh, of course I'm for this because uh, I, if you're an honest person, that's just another way of saying that you're a sucker. Because we're all aware that everybody out there is grifting. Look at the president of the United States. Well, the, sorry, the, the <laughs> former president of the United States currently, Donald that's Trump. Who grifted his, grifted, his way, grifted his way to the most powerful position uh, in, in American <laughs> politics and possibly the world because not an honest man. And you know, you know who honest men are? They're the ones who lost to him on his trail to victory. And that happens in life. That's a lesson in life that on, on, honest people, you get uh, usurped by those who are willing to claw their way to the top. But wasn't the country famously built by honest people? So America wouldn't have existed without Honest Abe and uh, uh, George Washington, who famously never told a lie. Just because you have honest in your title doesn't mean you are honest. There's uh, there, there's 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 health food labels on non-healthy food, and there's honest engine, even the honest burgers, <laughs> honest honest engine. <laughs> what a racist term! It was very popular on Dick Tracy cartoons. Uh, <laughs> honesty yeah. boxes. Honesty is super important and very. Uh, uh, it's, oh, it's, it's it's the basis of relationships. You can't have a good relationship without honesty, you know. And the problem with the country is it's not in a good relationship. It's constantly cheating on itself with itself which is a complicated relationship but um you tell honestly, me other yeah. than tom hanks wh who's an honest person that's achieved the 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 uh, the higher echelon of their of their industry what honest person um elliot smith um the musician yes but he was also <laughs> insanely respected and very honest um i would say meryl streep when did meryl streep ever lie to you oh huh? uh, she's got skeletons in her closet yeah, but she'd tell you about them. It's just no one's ever asked. No one's ever found. Hey, Meryl, what's with all those bones? And she'd be like, those guys. I'm uh, Meryl Streep. Let me take this opportunity to introduce you to a certain charismatic son of a carpenter. He was a groovy guy. Yeah. That'd be great. Just for the rest of the episode, I just Jesus you right up. <laughs> and, and, and to my recollection, his honesty was really appreciated. Nothing, nothing ever happened to him. <laughs> but I mean, to do great things, there's got to be sacrifice, right? And that honesty is your sacrifice. If you wanted, you know, the problem with Trump is that he wouldn't, he wouldn't sacrifice anything. He just see other, other than people, he sacrifices his own people. But yeah, he would never make a sacrifice, honesty. and that's. And as a result, everyone is worse off. Whereas if you have someone who is even 50% honest, if you can get someone to tell you the truth 50% of the time, you keep that person around for. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> losing. If you have a person who's honest 50% of the time, he's losing half the time. <laughs> Whereas the, you, you could... the dishonesty uh, lesson that people have learned off of Trump has spread wide, especially in politics and stuff. People are now realizing they can lie. You can lie your way to the top, but you frequently can't truth your way to the top. And everyone's worse off for it. Hence, honesty is very important. It can't be I'm overrated not, if we're seeing everything. I'm not talking about being worse off, right? I'm talking about winning. Yeah, but who, but by winning, by losing, it's like, um, it's like, uh, it's like when you, when you score a goal by chopping off your leg, to knock it out of the sky. You're still down a leg, but you won the game. No, no, you scored that, a goal by chopping everybody else's leg off because you're a dishonest person. Ah. Uh, you, you win. Like, the, like dishonest, it's where basically dishonesty is the best policy because that's how you, 
That's how you win. That's how you make everybody else lose. I'm not saying that you have to hurt yourself. You're lying to hurt all the other people with your lies. <laughs> and thus, victorious. And we're in an era now where people are watching how lying works and they're going, I want to lie too because I want to be that successful. Um, <laughs> but that's because they're being honest with themselves about how much they want to lie, you know? That's... <laughs> Now, okay, I, I'm, not now. Used, I'm not used to arguing on the side of right. And so okay. I'm, <laughs> I was going to say, the world's moral compass is relying on you here, Chris. <laughs> I know, and I'm the wrong guy for it. That's, that's, that's not the muscle are, that I've stretched. <laughs> those people are honest with themselves about lying. <laughs> um, um, fucking hell. Honesty, I can't believe right? I'm winning this. <laughs> I know. It's really hard to argue. I think I, I mean, had the, I used the, for, for lack of a, a better pun, <laughs> I've used the Trump example. <laughs> the problem is, is that I've, I've, I've been doing the show for three and a bit years, four years now. And, um, and I've had to, are you lying? Bestiality and uh, incest and uh, apartheid and all these terrible things. And so I'm good at that now. But then when someone's like, can you just say something earnest? I, I, could, I wouldn't know where to begin. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're screwed. We might have stumbled onto a truth. <laughs> yeah, and, and unfortunately, it is all those things you didn't mean when you were talking about bestiality, etc., that has made this show successful. So again, it's feeding into JJ's argument. This is a really depressing thing to bring up. <laughs> Anyone in the chat, help me out. <laughs> Come on, everybody, build up his self-esteem by lying to him. Okay. Honesty <laughs> is um, what makes anything possible. If you want to, uh, uh, if you want to build something, uh, you can't like if you're if you're working with someone, you can't be like, no, I swear this is wood, um, and then hand them something that's not wood because then the building won't get built. It's a terrible example. I'm just yeah. trying to. Yeah, honesty is a fool's errand, man. Honesty you, is. A you know, you know why honesty is good because it's hard. It's hard to be honest. It, like right now, I'm finding it difficult to be honest about honesty, and nothing good comes easy. Nothing worth having comes as simple as lying and that's how you know that honesty can't be I will, overrated. Oh, I will circle the... back to the presidency of the United States. <laughs> um, that was worth having and that was attained through mistruths. Uh, it was worth having for him but not for America and I would argue that since the presidency oh, yeah. of America it was actually a bad thing for them. Totally. Um, Once again that caters to my argument that it, it hurts everybody else but it's uh, valuable to the liar. The liar excels and everybody else it may get hurt, but that's but, their problem. But only if there's only a couple of liars. It, for for the lies to work that way, everyone else has to be working around the idea of the truth. That's why they couldn't pin him in, is because they kept being like, oh, there's some decency in everybody, when there fucking wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's their fault for not seeing the honesty of his character, and that's why they weren't able to deal with him and just slap him down. It's a, a Dishonesty only works when it's a minority of people that are doing it to take advantage of honest people. Once again, <laughs> that's that's what everybody in his wake did. They had to make a decision when they saw what lying can do. And many of them in his own party decided, well, we better lie too to support the liar who's now winning. Yeah, but and then once they, lying, lying they lost all their seats and lost the election. That's that They lost both houses because too many people were lying and so it started to crumble. It only worked when it was him at the top and a couple of dudes on either side of him. Uh, but once it got widespread, now you've got space lasers owned by the chosen people that are starting fires in the woods and people are like oh damn this is so really it was a short-term yeah. game but again it had to be the I, minority that was lying for it to for it to succeed once again i have the trump card to play here the damage has been done the supreme court of america is six to three uh you know uh, as far as your political spectrum is concerned so mm -hmm. and that's a lifetime appointment so i think the damage by the liar was easily done within those four years. And the party that raised him up with all the lies has greatly benefited and they could give a shit what happens now because they've got what they need for the next 20 years of tedious, oppressive judgments in a, in a Supreme court of a powerful country. Yeah. In theory, but also they may have uh, awesome. cost themselves power in, in um, you know, there's a huge progressive movement as a reaction to all their lies. So actually they woke the beast by uh, one that's actually 
uh, uh, dedicated and hardworking and detail oriented because <laughs> they've had to redouble down on honesty. And so now you're seeing the most progressive president in American history already in two weeks. He's done more progressive things than any president's done in even two terms. Um, I think so, that might be a lie. <laughs> no, I've been I've been watching even like even just the bills that he that he passed by executive order are already more uh, more progressive than most of the things even Obama did um, or even like FDR or someone. Um, what I'm saying is that it's a, a it might be a short term game, um, which you can win. But it's ultimately self-defeating because once people realize you're a liar, then either they start lying to you and everything falls apart or they don't trust you anymore and you lose anyway. Trump is, has how many lawsuits against him, how many criminal suits against him, all as a result of his lying. Um, and so, yeah, he got power for a few years, but it's going to ruin his life. Whereas if he'd just been honest with himself, he would have just slept with hookers in Romania and been a rich <laughs> idiot. And he would have had a much happier life. <laughs> that's, it's because he lied to himself about wanting to be president that all this fucking happened. If he'd just been honest, <laughs> none of this would have happened. He just would have been with Melania 3.0 by now. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah you're, you're edging there. I mean, because, like, yeah, you can make the same argument, although you're arguing like Lori, Lori Laughlin, she lied on her daughter's um, mm -hmm. uh, application to university. She's in prison now. But guess what? Now. Her daughter, okay, she might be out now. Anyway, they got prison says, but her daughter went to university, got into university ahead of somebody because you know what? Because that lying and immorality, yeah. they benefited from it the short term, and yeah. somebody honest missed out on that spot that Lori Laughlin's daughter got in university. So, the, and but, this is very for it because whenever anyone Googles her in a job interview now, the first thing that'll come up with Lori Laughlin USC will be <laughs> the fucking scam that got her in. And so they might not take her because they don't want the bad press for it. So that'll actually undercut her more than if she'd just gone to a slightly worse school. Right. Yeah. The Reaper comes for everything. You pay for everything. You pay for your honesty as well. If you're, if you're brutally honest about how you're poor at something, then you'll pay for that afterwards too. If you're in university and you're say Lori Laughlin's daughter decided to be honest in university going, I don't deserve to be here. She would, <laughs> she would, she would feel the punishment for that afterwards as well. So I, I disagree with your argument that, that everything, but, but wait until you see what happens five years from now. We, we're not dealing with the future. We're dealing with, What's the best policy in the moment to benefit the greatest and to win? And it's to lie. Uh, that's utilitarianism. And I reject utilitarianism completely. Uh, uh, short, uh, both win, but it's about the, the length of the victory. Honesty sets up for a long-term victory. Lies set up for a short term and a comeuppance. We'll call that one there. We're at 58 minutes. I mean, Paul, I do. I, 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 did in, I did enjoy uh, your, Chris, your... Um, there, there will always be balance in the force. That <laughs> 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 it will go the other way. And I also feel that yours was the more honest argument. Uh, I don't feel JJ believes his quite as much. However, <laughs> he did argue it better and kind of prove his own point. <laughs> I know, I know. I gotta, I gotta, be, I gotta be honest with you guys. I kind of hurt my own feelings. I'm, yeah, yeah. During that whole argument, I was like, "Oh Jesus, is this I'm, true?" I'm loath to give you the victory, but I, I assume further down the line, you'll get your comeuppance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, to, yeah, I'll pay for it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, to be fair, that argument is the basis of this show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, too true. Yeah, so. That was fun. I mean, that was good fun, man. Congratulations, JJ. Well fought, man. Good job. Who knew honesty was so hard to argue? It it's like the kryptonite of the show. Like the two, the two topics that I think I've had the most difficulty arguing since I started doing it were that honestly, it took me so long to figure out an angle on it. And uh, one time, an audience member made me argue that this show is the best show, and I'm not good with compliments at the best of times, and I'm especially not good at um, bigging myself up, which makes me terrible at marketing but uh, I think makes me hopefully funnier. Uh, so it's a real, it's it's really the kryptonite to the show. So well done to Paul for choosing that. Uh, JJ was awesome. How funny was JJ? If you want to follow JJ, you can do it at JJ, just the letters JJ, Whitesnake 
like the band in the 80s, because his last name is Whitehead, but god damn it, he's got heavy metal hair. So at JJ Whitesnake, he is also on Twitch, and he's doing great stuff on there. So twitch.tv slash JJ Whitesnake. Um, again, if you want to follow me, it's at Mr. Chris Betts uh, on everything. And my uh, Twitch is twitch.tv slash Chris Betts, confusingly, but you know, it's just easier, I find. If I could make everything Chris Betts, I absolutely would. But there are some jazz musicians out there that have stolen it from me. Uh, that's everything. I'm going to be back on Wednesday with the live stream with uh, Tom Houghton and Dan Muggleton, two fantastic comics. Uh, uh, Tom is very upbeat and very uh, positive, and Dan is very downbeat and cynical. So it's an excellent combination of people. So that is going to be streaming live on Wednesday night, and then the podcast version of it will be released a few days later. Uh, you can sign up to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Betts. I think that is everything. Check out the Big Shiny Podcast if you liked uh, alt-rock in the 90s and early 2000s. I am safe and well, and I hope that you're the same. It's getting sunny out. I, I read on my stoop the other day, and it was a it was an absolute delight. So take some time in the sun. Go for a walk. Kick something real hard. Not something alive or something that will hurt you, but something that can take it. You'll feel better. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening. If you can rate and review the episode, that would be incredible because it helps get it out to more people. That's everything I'm going to say for today. I can't thank you enough for listening. I love doing this. I love you. Take care.